This episode is brought to you by Recession Proof Your Life, my newest mighty mini course replete with my best tips and implementable tools to build a financial life that is recession proof. Check it out at yaeltrush.com forward slash recession proof. That's yaeltrush.com forward slash recession proof. Hey guys, this is Yael. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. Welcome to another mini-sode. I want to give you a boost of inspiration, of confidence, of trust, of momentum. I want to be with you multiple times a week. So here we go. I hope you enjoy this mini-sode. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's talk about Tishrei. We're gearing up for the holiday of Yom Kippur, obviously, in less than what? Less than two days. Um, And a few days from now, um, a few days in a few days, we're going to be right sitting in the Sukkot, right? Sukkot, and then in Simchat Torah and all of that. And it's going to be great. And we all, we just came out of Rosh Hashanah. And so, you know, it's Tishrei. It's that holiday vibe, let's say. And at this point, as I've been talking to some of you, you might be feeling like everywhere you look, you just turn around and you just drop dollars, right? You're spending money. It's it's an expensive month. It's, uh, and that's not, uh, you know, it's not an understatement. It is an expensive month. And, you know, that can cause a lot of stress for a lot of people. I uh, don't blame anybody for that, right? Um, I feel you. Um, especially when we take into account that this year, the cost of many things is much higher than it was perhaps last year. Or the year before, right? And and for some of us at this point, maybe even our income has been impacted. Um, maybe that's also been reduced. So we are talking about higher expenses, perhaps with lower income, and just an overall demand for our dollars this month, right? Or our shekels or whatever it might be, right? This is the month where we really go out and spend a lot. We give a lot more money and charity and just the overall holidays of the month cost, right? They are an investment. It's all, you know, and then when you put that, like I said, all together with the higher with inflation and maybe even reduced income, it can be a recipe, you know, for a good challenge of stress and worry, right? It's all the, all the right ingredients are there, but really not there. There's, there's, there's a deeper component that I want us to focus on. Um, Without disregarding the fact that, you know, there are, there are also practical things. Like, for example, I recently got the question, the magic question, the million dollar question. Um, you know, how much is it reasonable to spend in the holidays? Right. And I answered it on actually last Friday's episode. And the truth is, and I, I, I'm pretty sure you all know this is that I can't give you a magic number. I can't give you a right, a, a number because it so depends on your family and your values and how you want to invest in the holidays in a given year. And that might change a little bit from year to year, right? But I will say that even though I can't give you a magic number, and I definitely went a little bit more into depth in um, in the podcast episode. So I invite you guys to listen to that. But there, there are some, I guess, you know, kind of tips or best practices that I recommend. Um, and one of them, there's really like kind of two of them, but they're 
I would say they're maybe the same thing. One number one is deciding deciding on an amount and it's sort of like a budget, right? An amount that you're going to spend and you're going to allocate for the different things that this month demands, right? And and you can use past years for reference because you know how much you've had to spend, let's say, on um Lulav and Estrog for Sukkot and, you know, holiday seating and, you know, food or, you know, paper plates or, you know, there's some things that you might already know. And if you really, really don't know, then, you know, going forward, you can use this year for reference, right? And yes, of course, hopefully it won't be as expensive because hopefully we won't be in this inflation next year. But it's always really, really very helpful to have those numbers to kind of be able to decide, okay, what's my baseline number? What are kind of like, what's kind of the average, right? In my family. And then, you know, those are the, that's a number that kind of covers the needs. And, and then what in this particular year, given whatever circumstances are going in our lives and in our family, what do we want to add on top of that, if anything, right? And, you know, there are sort of a little bit like more wants that are going to make the holiday meaningful this year. And it might differ from last year, right? And it might entail different expenses, either lower or higher than last year. And like I said, I go into this in much more detail in the last episode. I believe we're already at episode 282, 282. So last Friday's Ask Yael, definitely tune in for that. But then I guess number two, like I said, it's sort of one and the same, but you know, maybe I'll split in two is once you know how much overall you will be spending, I would say don't start spending it without really deciding what you're spending it on. And by the way, I am going to get very soon into like the whole twist, like an addition to this perspective. This is just, I wanted to like kind of summarize um, a little bit, some practical tips on this, but I'm going to get on the spiritual side in a second. Okay. So I'm back up to back to the practice, practical side. Don't let's, let's decide, let's, let's, let's implement that intentionality that we've talked about so many times on the podcast and maybe here in the group, right? Um, don't start spending without really first deciding, okay, if this is what I usually spend on, and this usually, this is what I have available. If I have $2,500, let's say, or $5,000, whatever it might be, right? Only to spend on this, then how will I spend them? How, how will I allocate them ideally? Right. And if I wanted to go beyond that, where, where could I be pulling the money from? Um, maybe it's going to be pulled from another savings goal, perhaps. Okay. Great. But is it for things that will really enhance my holiday? Right. Start making those meaningful decisions and meaning are these intentional decisions? I would try to do this mindful, intentional spending plan instead of going to stores or going on Amazon with the credit card and saying, okay, just swipe it, just swipe it. And let's figure it out later somehow. Right. So I'm, I'm, what I'm suggesting is have some kind of, first of all, get some clarity on the numbers, right. And have some plan and discussion with yourself. And if you're with your spouse, if you're married about what do you want to spend on and estimates of what that's going to cost, how you're going to allocate that money. Right. But again, that's all in the episode. So the other thing that I really wanted us to discuss now, which I don't think I've ever talked about in the group, I used to, I, I, I've talked about it before, but it's actually, I've talked about it in Spanish and it's this, this, an idea that I found really, really helpful for me in the past. And it might seem a little bit contradictory to what I just said, but it's not. And hopefully once we piece it all together, you'll see how it all ties together and it'll hopefully help you kind of calm yourself down and kind of approach 
approach this with, again, much more mindfulness, much more tranquility, much more intentionality, and, and I guess much more mindfulness, intentionality, and tranquility, right? Um, and that is the following, okay? I think I have mentioned this piece before, but I'll mention it again. And it's, we know that there is a Talmud, there's a Gemara that talks about the fact that everything that we earn is allotted during the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. In fact, if you listen to episode 280 of the podcast, you know this, you heard me talk about it with Rabbi Simon J- Jacobson, and there were great insights on this in that episode. So I encourage you to go back and listen. All right. But that same Talmud continues and tells us that it's everything except the expenses of the following three things, Shabbat, Hagim, the holidays, and Talmud Torah, the Torah education of your children. So in these three areas, there isn't an exact like pre-allotted, let's say, amount, dollar amount at the beginning of the year. There, these three things are excluded from that, that lot that we're getting right now this time of year, right? And what happens, and the, the, the Talmudic says this, and maybe I'll just read you straight. I'll go in Safari in a second, and I'll read you exactly what it says, okay? But what happens is that actually, if a person reduces the amount that they spend for these purposes, the Torah education of their children, Shabbat, and the holidays, then their income will be reduced that year for that same amount. And if the person spends for these purposes, their income will be th- increased throughout the year to ensure that th- he can pay for these expenses. So then it continues to say, therefore, one may, may even borrow for these purposes since he's guaranteed the income to cover whatever he spends for those purposes. And actually, let me just read it to you. Hold on. I'm going to read it to you inside. Okay. So we're on Beta 16A, and I could even put the link in the comments. And it says, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I just want to make sure that you know what it says there. And, and then we're going to um, go into a deeper insight that I learned a couple of years ago. Okay. So a person's entire livelihood is allotted to him during the period from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. During that time, as each individual is judged, it is decreed exactly how much money he will earn for all his expenditures for the coming year, except for expenditures for Shabbatot and expenditures for festivals and expenditures for the school fees of his son's Torah studies. Now, you can ask your Rav if it's sons and daughters or only sons, but it's Talmud Torah, which really um, means sons. But regardless, we're talking about Torah education. In these areas, no exact amount is determined at the beginning of the year. Rather, if he reduced the amount he spends for these purposes, his income is reduced and he earns that much less money in that year. And if he increased his expenditures in these areas, his income is increased to ensure that he can cover the expense. Therefore, one may borrow for these purposes since he is guaranteed to have enough income to cover whatever he spends for them. Okay, so I actually think this whole section is incredibly powerful and it's incredibly important. And it really goes back to something that we've talked about in the group, in the podcast. I've talked about it so many times and many, many places before, which is yes, the intentionality, like we mentioned before, but also the values that are behind everything, right? What do we value? And are those values really in alignment with the values that God says that we should have, right? The values that are in the blueprint of our life, right? What is, what is God saying? that we should value? What is God saying that 
to where our focus should be, our priorities should be. It's very clear. It's in educating our children, the best education, right? Making sure that we're educating them in our tradition, right? With our moral code, with our values. So, so important. It's in Shabbat. It's in holidays, right? These are things that are of the top, top importance to the extent that they're not predetermined, right? That you make the choice of how you're going to invest in them and God will partner with you. God will partner with you, you know, as you're committed to that and it's that and it's coming from that place of wanting to fulfill your obligation in the best way possible and wanting to give to honor that, right? And to live in that way. When God is partnering with you, he's covering the bill, right? And that's what it's saying, right? You don't have to worry because it's not predetermined. And when you spend in that, your income will increase to cover that. And if you reduce what you're spending on these areas, your income will be reduced as well. So it's really, really very powerful. Now, I also learned a couple of years ago, something incredibly beautiful. And I think it was, I want to say it was Rabbi Abram Nisayam from, from Panama. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but he explained that this, this Gemara, this Talmud that I just explained, right? This is you know, it's to such an extent, this idea that it's all predetermined to the, during this time, except for these three expenses, it's to such an extent that the sages say about it, they say, from Tishrei through Tishrei, except Tishrei, meaning from Rosh Hashanah, right? From Tishrei to Tishrei. From Rosh Hashanah until the next Rosh Hashanah. So the whole year, right? The whole entire year, God is giving you a fixed amount of livelihood, right? It's set and God has it for you. What isn't included in there, right? Chutz mit Tishrei, right? Except for Tishrei, which is, again, it's a take on the same longer Gemara that we just explained, right? Which had told us from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, it's a sign except these three expenses, right? And now we're saying that the sages take this and they, ha- they, 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 they kind of summarize it with this idea that it's from Tishrei to Tishrei, meaning from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, the whole entire year, outside of Tishrei, except Tishrei, right? You're getting a fixed livelihood, right? It's all allotted. You're getting everything you're going to get except for Tishrei. And what does Tishrei mean? Listen to this because this is like mind blowing. And these concepts, we've gone over this, these concepts in this group and in the podcast several times, but this is just put together beautifully here. What is Tishrei? He says it's Talmud Torah. That's the tough. It's Shin Shabbatot, right? Remember what we said before, right? Reish regalim, which is the holidays. And then there's the yud, which is maaser, right? What is yud? Yud is equivalent 10%. So let's break it apart. I don't want to lose you. Okay. Here, but if we, if we look at these four concepts, right? The word tishrei, right? So we have the, the taf, the Talmud Torah, right? The Torah education of our children. We have the shin for the Shabbatot for Shabbat. You have the reish. For the regalim, which are the holidays, right? The three pilgrimage holidays, Sukkot, Shavuot, Passover, and then the Yud of Tishrei for Maaser, Maaser, right? Now, we take this and we think about, oh my goodness, like so often, again, being that I'm in, in this space, I hear this a lot and we work through this a lot. So often we are complaining or despondent. Um, 
about the expenses that that the the investment right the expenses that this that the jewish life demands right the expense or the cost of yeshiva education or of private hebrew education of or hebrew school right and it and, and now we start saying but why why do we have to have that attitude of really we're learning here so it's so clear to us that god is going to take care of it here here's the bill god's going to take care of her god is not including this in our livelihood, it's it's a completely separate account. It's not included in what God is allotting for you to, through the year, right? Therefore, you know what? The best school that you can find for your child, whatever whatever is the best that gives them the best education. Obviously, every child is different. So again, it's a bigger conversation, but the best, you know, like because God is going to pay. Imagine, imagine the president of the United States offered you to send your child to the best institution, the best education you can give them. And again, we're talking about a, a Torah-based education, right? That's what God wants us to give our children, right? Imagine he would take that on, right? Just choose whatever you decide, right? Wouldn't you take it? Now we're saying God is paying for it. <laughs> like it's not the president, it's God is paying for it. You're not paying it for it, right? This is not within the limits of nature. That's really what it's teaching us. And we talk about this a lot, right? We're living above, we're here and we're above, right? Same idea with Shabbat and with holidays, Shabbatot regalim. Everything that you purchase and you invest in, lekavot Shabbat, to honor Shabbat, right? You're honoring Shabbat and it's not going to be included in the in that in that fixed livelihood that you're getting. And then you have the yud, maaser, maaser, because the yud is value 10, a miser is 10%, right? And we go back to something we've learned before, right? It says about the Pasuk and Devarim, Aser Te Aser, right? Bishbilt Shetitasher tells the Gemara, right? If you are cautious and scrupulous and you know meticulous about giving your 10% out of your income, then you will become wealthy, right? right? Give 10% so that you will become wealthy. And it's like we've said several times also, I, I don't know if we said it here, but I'm sure here on the podcast, we've said it also the idea that it says in Pirkei Avos, Rabbi Akiva said in Pirkei Avos, that about Miser, Miser is the fence of wealth, right? Masrot siagle usher, right? It, it's the fence to wealth. If you want to be wealthy, if you want to be rich, then make sure that you are giving that 10% of your earnings, right? To charity. And that's part of your partnership. So the idea is now that we understand this, I guess, this deeper concept, and we can see that there is a deeper perspective, there's another dynamic going on here. It's not just a dynamic of, oh, the bills and everything that this life costs and tissue costs and maybe my, you know, my kids' education costs. There's a higher reality and deeper reality. And yes, there might be the reality of, you know, prices being higher and income getting reduced and recession and the market doing its crazy thing and all these things. And but we have to keep perspective and we're not suggesting that we don't do practical things, right? There are practical things like look at your numbers, right? Make conscious and decisions, but again, based on your real core values and based on the life that God has laid out for you, right? Like what are the right decisions? So I'm not suggesting to be reckless or to try to impress the neighbors or to do things out of pressure or out of fear, but I'm suggesting take the time to 
introspect and think about what kind of Yom Tov, Chagim, right? What kind of Chag do you want? And for that matter, you know, what kind of Torah, what kind of education do you want to give your children? And, you know, for that matter, a bigger question, what kind of life do you want to lead, right? These are very big questions, but at least let this, you know, let just Tishrei be the starting point for this kind of thinking and this kind of conversation, right? And it's kind of dialogue with your with your spouse, if you're married, right? Or with yourself, what are the things that in this case, Yom Tov or Chag necessitates to be beautiful and meaningful, right? And then spend that money. And even if you have to borrow it, as long as you're borrowing it with intentionality, you're going to know, right? You're really going to be, you're going to, you're going to feel better about that decision. You're going to be, you're going to feel good that you're doing it because that's what God wants. That's you feel really in alignment. It's with what's aligned in the blueprint. It's what is good for you. It's what is good for your family, right? And he's going to take care of it. And that is probably really very different from mindlessly running, let's say, a credit card and saying, well, you know what? Let's just let God figure it out later, right? I, I think I'm not saying I'm opposed to putting things on credit. I'm saying like, if we need to charge something, then we need to do it. But let us do it with some intentionality and not because we're pressured by anyone to do so. And if we need to borrow from our savings goals, which is something that I often recommend that we do, right? Um, we have to. That's what the money is sitting there for. Maybe it wasn't earmarked for that. But hey, the money's there. Then sometimes we have to say, okay, you know what? The call of our, my duty right now, my priority right now is Tishrei, right? So I, it might derail me from another goal, but God has said that I could borrow it, right? It's all in his hands. And again, if, if, it, if it comes from that place of intentionality, it's not, I'm not doing this to impress anybody. I'm not doing it to gain favor with anybody, right? And this is similar to our Bitachon class, right? Um, so we're coming from that place. And again, not to say that we don't have to take the practical steps, which by the way, I go all over all those practical things in my mini course recession Prove your life. So, you know, definitely, especially at this time, it's a good wake up call to say, okay, what are the practical things that I should be implementing so that, you know, I am recession proof, or I am more confident and in better standing when it comes financially. And then when Tishrei comes, I'm not or when a recession comes, right? Or something, you know, any big thing comes at me, I'm not completely thrown off kilter or overboard, right? So this is why this mini course is super important. So anybody who wants to check that out, all the info is on yeltrush.com forward slash recession proof. Highly, highly recommend that because it's really very actionable and very concise. You're going to love it. So that's, that's, that's on the one hand, but let's keep this perspective. Let's keep this Talmud in, in our, in our mind of the lesson. I, I, I really hope that this gives us a sense of, you know what, there's meaning and purpose behind it. Right. And no, Yael is not offering me a magic pill and anybody who tells you they have the magic pill, they're completely wrong. Right. It's, there's no magic pill, but there is a perspective, right? There's an approach and, and we should be encouraged and comforted by that and encouraged that we can behave in a certain way. And also encourage the fact that the Torah already acknowledged the Torah acknowledges that these things will be financial investments. It's right there. It's telling us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is what is going to be allotted for you, except all these expenses that you're going to have. And if you don't do them, you know, then you'll be reduced. And if you do them, it'll be increased. And, you know, so it's all in there. It's saying, yes, 
These are going to be your financial investments. And it's telling us how to approach them, right? What's the mindset? What's the perspective that we should have towards them? So with that, I wish you all a a year full of peace, abundance, revealed blessings, health, wealth, and time to enjoy it. Let's do it. Hey, ladies, I hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. Please leave a review on iTunes. I hope this was uplifting, inspiring, refreshing, and that you have an amazing day.